0: official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community, living out God's radical love. Good morning, church. Uh, Welcome. We are starting a new series, and I'm super excited about it. Um, The name of the series is actually Uh, Really cool because it reminds me and it's going to remind a lot of you of probably what's REM's most famous song, uh, Losing My Religion. And when you hear this name, it might sound, to some people who aren't familiar with the song, for example, it might sound like that's a bad thing. Turns out the song, the original song by R.E.M., has nothing to do with religion, though they use the phrase because it was a phrase that was used in the South to mean something like losing your your temper or losing your civility. So the song actually has nothing to do with religion. But more importantly, our series really doesn't have anything to do with the song. (laughs) The song uh, is a great song, and R.E.M. is an awesome band, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to go through the, the book of Galatians, which is a letter that Paul wrote to the churches that were in Galatia. Uh, Galatia itself was a, a Roman province, that's what it's believed. There were at least two different places that had Galatian people, so to speak. But the more accepted, uh, at least, um, uh, audience that the theologians have in mind is that it was a Roman province uh, uh, with this group of people that the, the province itself extended into the south, the southern part of Turkey. And so there were various churches there. Um, that Paul had preached to. Uh, He had preached the gospel. Now, we're going to actually spend a lot of time in this book of Galatians, or again, the letter of Galatians. Um, But today, we're going to start with the intro. We're going to start with the introduction. Basically, when Paul basically says, hey, it's me. And that might seem like Well, you usually go over introductions, so it might seem like introductions aren't that important. After all, we introduce ourselves, and if you're like me, when I'm in a conversation with a new person, I'm highly invested into making sure I don't do anything weird, anything awkward. Sometimes I don't even register the name they just said to me, not because I'm self-centered, but because I'm so focused on making sure that I do all the right hand gestures and the smile, and it's just something that I'm I'm really overconscious of is when I'm meeting someone new and introducing myself. But the truth is, an introduction to the letter, like the introduction that Paul writes in his book uh, or letter to the Galatians, um, is something that's intentional and matters. And in fact, for us, is going to give us really a summary for the themes that Paul seeks to preach uh, through his letter to the Christian people. Uh, body of believers that was in the region of Galatia. So when we introduce ourselves, introductions matter because the purpose of introducing ourselves is to kind of, one, either give a short summary about who we are, or two, give a short summary about what I'm about to talk about. So introductions matter a lot, though sometimes we don't think about them as mattering much. See, when I try to introduce myself, I'm not just going to say that my name is Ricardo. Usually I try to say something about myself in a conversation, especially in, in the Western world, that's very common. But introductions don't reduce themselves just to meeting someone. Our social media is full of, in fact, introductions, so, if you go to Instagram, you might notice that on your Instagram or on other people's Instagram account, it might say something like married, uh, graduating from CBU to 2022, uh, or, you know, uh, fireman, or some type of blurb about your life. So, introductions in that sense, they really do matter. They really do. And, and here's what I would like for us to do right now I would like to to kind of get some introduction from you in the comments. I'm actually looking right now, which is why I am keep looking up and down. I'm looking at the Facebook live feed. I haven't tried this before. But if you're watching through the Facebook live feed, what I want you to do is give me a quick introduction about yourself, a one sentence, a one-liner. For example, if you're Jody Bell, you might say, I'm the the most amazing real estate agent in Redlands. (laughs) She's not going to say that, but I will. Uh, And I love cats and I watch community, right? If I'm Jody Bell, I would say that. Um, Or uh, if you're Pastor Jason, you might say, I love Auggies' coffee. In fact, I live at Auggies when there's no social distancing happening. So give me some quirky blurb about yourself, a one-liner about who you are, some type of summary. In the meantime, while I wait for some of your responses to come in and read them and react to you, um, I'm going to tell you some of my favorite introductions in movies because I'm a a movie geek. One of my favorite introductions of all time in any movie is from, uh, from the movie Princess Bride. And it's not an introduction that happens at the beginning of the movie. It's an introduction that a character continues to practice and be ready to say to his arch nemesis. You know, if you love Princess Bride like me, you know who I'm talking about. The introduction goes like this. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. So those are that, that's one of my most favorite introductions. I see some of you have replied here. Abby, for example, on Facebook says, I'm Abby Pagel. I'm a v- veterinarian who lived in London for four years and enjoys reading while drinking tea. That's exactly what I'm looking for here, that type of introduction. See, introductions give us summaries of who we are, they allow people to know in just a quick, brief moment what you're all about. That's awesome. Thank you, Abby. Here's another introduction that I love. Keep in mind, introductions don't always happen at the beginning of movies. Gladiator, one of my favorite movies. I think it's 20 years old right now. Uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, the main character is Maximus, who is a commander, a general, if you will, of the Roman Empire, and he has experienced a great betrayal from the Roman Empire at the hands of the son of the emperor that he was loyal to. His, the, the emperor's son had murdered his own father. And there's this moment where for a, a, a long period of time in the beginning of the movie, General Maximus is going through what he shouldn't have gone through and the repercussions of this betrayal. And he is, at some point in the movie, now a gladiator in the Colosseum of Rome, and he is fighting people. And he is a mysterious character to the crowd and to the emperor because he wears a mask. And there's this crucial moment where the emperor, the now sun emperor, Commodus, wants to meet the gladiator. And one, it's, it's, it's probably not realistic because this stuff doesn't happen in real life, but it's one of my favorite, most goosebump worthy moments in an introduction by a character. Even though we know who he is behind the fourth wall, he introduces himself to the crowd. He breaks the mystery and he says, my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, General of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true Emperor Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. I love that part in the movie. And you can see the cringe and the almost fear and the fury in the face of Commodus at that moment. It's awesome. Let me see some of the replies I've seen here. Gracia says, "Hi, I'm Gracia Lee. I'm a scientist. I enjoy cooking, drinking coffee, and uh, Miss and Miss Mrs. Diving because she used to dive a lot. That's true." Uh, Carlos says he believes he needs no introduction. Come on, Carlos. <laughs> Jennifer Castillo says, "I'm a mama of three, dolly maker, and social worker, and love coffee and chocolate." <laughs> Uh Kelly Famighetti, yes, she bleeds blue. She's a Dodger fan. She's an HR pro. She's a mom and she loves roller skating. Me too. This is awesome. Teresa says, uh, my name is Teresa, and I have an awesome husband named Carlos. I think Carlos hacked your account, Teresa. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm not, I don't know if I'll be able to read them all, but I'm going to read a few more here. Phil says, hi, I'm Phil. I have a wonderful wife and two beautiful kids, and I've played animal crossing every day for the last 50, days." <laughs> man, that's, that's the quarantine life. That's the social distance in life. For real. I hear you. Becca says she's a hairstylist, uh, and has a huge pug obsession. I don't blame you. I have a dog obsession so I don't blame you at all. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and now go into some of the more serious things because I, I geeked out, right? I went into Gladiator and into Princess Bride. That's all cool, but let's, let, let, let's start transitioning a, a little bit slowly, but still transitioning towards what we're going to talk about. Some introductions summarize so much about a person that they impact your life in a in a way that changes them to this day i i never forget what my one of my well my closest friend and brother of life jonathan ortiz said to me the first time he met me and i believe i saw him in the video watching he was my he was a neighbor in the house living in front of me and uh he he was i think he's 4 years younger than me more or less and he came he came walking to me in my eyes he's like this little kid and uh we both play video games and the first words out of his mouth to me were in spanish of course tu sabes como matar a bowser he was asking do you know how to kill bowser in super mario world <laughs> instant connection because I loved Super Mario World, the Mario Brothers game that had come out with the Super NES. So this is early 90s, as you can imagine. But this started a friendship that has lasted to this day. He is a fellow Christian brother and he is my accountability partner, and I love him dearly. Um, So that's one that's, one introduction was enough to let me know what he was all about. But in a more serious introduction, I had a professor of mathematics in high school who the first day of school walked in and none of us in my classroom had ever taken any teacher seriously, but he had a presence. He had our attention. We were sucked into his attention and, and we had fearful respect of him and he immediately commanded and showed grace and excellence and love throughout that introduction and thereafter. It changed my life. I have never forgotten that day to this day. And it eventually made me want to become a mathematics professor. And this is important because I've gone through so many ups and downs in my, in, in, in that pursuit of wanting to achieve that, that sometimes I forgot what it was all about. And when I forgot what it was all about, I went back to the introduction. I went back to the introduction to remind myself what it's all about. Introductions matter. With that, since we're going to spend a little over two months in the book of Galatians, so good. I want us to look at the introduction, not just to see what Paul says opening up, but what his themes, what he's setting up for the remainder of the two months that we're going to be on it are, so that when you do lose track, and maybe you're reading a weird passage three weeks from today, something weird that Paul says and talks about circumcision, and you're like, wait, what? When you hear that, you go back to the introduction and remind yourself what it's all about Let's read that introduction. It's the only passage I will have for you on screen, possibly today, although I may mention others. This is Galatians 1, and we're gonna read verses one through five, that's it. We're gonna really dissect the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter one, starting at verse one all the way through five. I'm reading from the ESV. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, It might seem weird that Paul first starts this introduction almost sounding like General Maximus. Paul, an apostle, not th- from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. This sounds epic. It might sound like he's showing off, <laughs> but he's not. If we are to know the context to which Paul was preaching in this letter, we are to understand a little bit more about it. See, here's the background story. There were teachers, false teachers that had infiltrated the local churches in the region or the province of Galatia. And they had convinced the Galatian church of a false gospel, which required them to observe old law from the Jewish old law, such as being circumcised, eating kosher, or practicing different uh, events throughout, calendar events throughout the year, which could include the Sabbath, all these things they were trying to incorporate. They were basically trying to say Jesus plus stuff, Jesus plus old law, when in fact, Paul is trying to say that the law was undone because it was satisfied by Jesus. He fulfilled it. Now here's the problem. Some of these false Christians were bringing in this pseudo-Christianity and Paul sees these pseudo-Christians or false teachers as merely wanting to win converts for their own prestige. They wanted to win the approval of the Jewish authorities by showing how effective they were in converting uh, Gentiles to some form of Judaism. So they were kind of Christians, but they didn't get persecution because they were turning Gentiles into Jewish practitioners. So in other words... Paul sees this as people trying to please man, not God. So our first theme in these verses, our first theme that we will be exploring throughout these four months is that Paul wants us to seek to please God, not man. Write that down. Because when you're reading, when it sounds like Paul is showing off in this letter, when it sounds like Paul is talking about his credentials, when it sounds like he has a personal thing with some of these false leaders, he's addressing that they that the church in Galatia shouldn't be trying to please man, it should be trying to please God. These false leaders were trying to gain the praise and approval of the Jewish authorities. But Paul is saying, no, am I seeking to please man or God, as we'll see later. So theme number one, When Paul introduces himself as an apostle who's bringing an actual message of God, not from man, he's addressing the fact, believe it or not, that we should seek to please God and not man because his message and his position were appointed by God. His message and his position were appointed by God. Theme number one, seek to please God, not man. Theme number two. Paul wants us to be free of religion in this introduction and throughout the letter of Galatians. That's why this series is called Losing My Religion. The church of Galatia was made up of both Gentile Christians, meaning that they had no former Jewish background, and Christians that were formerly Jewish practitioners but were now becoming of the household of the faith of Christ, but might be potentially still trying to practice or being convinced that they still needed to practice these old observances. And so they need to lose their religion. Be free of religion. This applies to us today because of the fact that religion... As we use it in our Western context today, when we say religion, we mean to say religion is a set of rules that seeks to place us in good standing with God. But Paul wants us to be at peace with God or at peace within because we are at peace with God. Be free of religion. Now you might be wondering, wait a minute, Ricardo, where does Paul say that in his introduction? Most of his letters start out with an important greeting in his introduction. He says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. When he says peace, shalom, that peace of inner well-being, that peace is only possible because Jesus has made peace for us with the Father. Let me say that again. Jesus made peace. He reconciled us. There was a dividing wall of hostility between us and the Father. And Jesus brings peace. Because Jesus brings peace, we no longer have to rely on religion to experience God. We can be free of religion. So when Paul says, Peace. He's reminding you, you can have inner peace because you have peace with the Father. Religion won't add to that peace. Let me say that again because it's really important. Have inner peace because you already have peace with the Father. So you don't need religion. Throw the set of rules out. That doesn't mean disobedience from God's moral law. That's different and we'll talk about that. And Paul will talk about that. But because I have peace with God, I am already in good standing. There's no religion I can add to my faith so I can have inner peace. Paul starts all of his letters by saying grace and peace. Have peace. Let go of trying to earn a religious good standing with God. Don't wake up every day trying to keep God happy. Seek God to keep yourself happy. Peace. So we've seen two themes so far in his introduction. When Paul talks about being an apostle, he's saying that his position and his gospel come from God. So he's going to tell us through that letter not to please man, but to please God. And number two, we should be free of religion because we already have peace with God. So be at peace yourself. Theme number three in his introduction, the gospel is inclusive. We're going to see through the letter of Galatians that the gospel is inclusive. What do I mean by that? Paul will later tell us in chapter three, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There is no male and female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. It goes on to say after that, Paul says, and if you are Christ and you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. So the gospel is inclusive. Now again, you might be wondering, where is that in Paul's introduction, Ricardo? Where is that? It's in the fact that he says to the churches of Galatia. Because we know from historical study That the church of Galatia was made up of both Jews and Gentiles. And that the gospel is to both Jew and Gentiles. And that that's who he's addressing the letter to. It asks for unity. He is speaking to a united body. To the churches of Galatia means I am speaking to these two different groups that they make themselves different, but God sees as one. So when Paul says to the churches of Galatia, context matters, Paul is speaking to all alike. When we look at Paul's introduction, then we see, if we understand who he speaks to, that the gospel is inclusive. He's not saying to the Jewish Christians in Galatia. He's not saying to the Gentile Christians in Galatia. He's saying to the churches of Galatia. So number one, seek to please God, not man. Number two, be free of religion. And number three, the third theme we're going to see in these two months, the gospel is inclusive. The fourth and final theme, though, of course, we can't reduce everything in the letter to these four themes, but these are the most predominant. The fourth and final theme that is present in the introduction and thus throughout the letter of Galatians is that Paul wants us to be a spirit walker. Not Luke Skywalker, a spirit walker. God wants us to be a spirit walker and Paul is talking to us about it in his introduction. And you might say, wait a minute, Ricardo, where in the introduction does Paul talk about the Holy Spirit? Where? Well, let's take a look. In his introduction, Salutation in his introduction, as we just said, he says, Grace to you before he says peace. Grace to you. Now, you might think at first glance, oh, that means, you know, the grace of salvation. Well, saving grace is something that's already taken place for people who call themselves Christians and have been saved by Christ. So, Paul isn't wishing you saving grace at that moment. And He does this in all of his letters as well. Grace to you and peace. So what is Paul wishing on you? Well, grace is a little more general than just the grace of the gift of salvation. See, grace is unmerited favor. It is something, a gift that is free that we receive, but we didn't earn. That's why it's a gift. So no one may boast. It is free. Now, that applies to salvation, but we've already received that if we've surrendered our life to Christ. So what is this grace that Paul is wishing to us? Well, if you look at 2 Corinthians 9, 8, which is not on the screen, but if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, it says, And God is able to make all grace... All grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. So the grace that Paul is wishing to you in his introduction in his letters is a grace of power to be holy. It is a grace of power to be holy because I can't be holy on my own and you can't. So be holy by spirit walking. Because we're gonna see later in chapter five of Galatian, Paul talks about walking in the spirit or walk by the spirit and you shall not gratify the desires of the flesh. But rather when we walk by the spirit, we have the fruit of the spirit. So grace isn't just about being saved. Grace is about power to be holy it's not about following old religious outdated rules right we're losing our religion it's about following a inner fruit that comes out empowered empowered it's a free gift by god it is grace so paul wants us to be a spirit walker we're going to see these four themes all throughout The gospel. And I want you to constantly come back to those four themes. And it's a great exercise for you to try to see them, though they're implicit in the introduction. So I'm just going to read again Galatians 1 through 5 to end. And I'm going to remind you of where each part tells us what we actually uh, are talking about. Paul, in verse one, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ. So again, Paul is establishing that his message and his appointment, his appointing, right? His position, his message and his position are of God. So don't listen to people that are trying to please man, but we are trying to please God instead. So seek to please God And not please man. That's what his reminder there is. He's not showing off. Here to please God, not man. Then it goes on to read Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia. That's the part that says inclusive because he's not speaking to the Jewish people of Galatia. He's not speaking to the Gentile Christians of Galatia. He is speaking to all people. He's speaking to males and females, slave and free. So it's inclusive to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you, be a spirit walker. Receive the power that allows you to walk in holiness by an inner fruit that bursts out naturally and not a checklist of old laws. Be a spirit walker. Grace to you and peace. So yes, peace because we can be free of religion. Since he made peace with God for us, since Jesus made peace with the Father for us, we could be at inner peace. We can be free of religion. When you try to latch on to religion, it takes away the peace that you, the shalom that you can experience. So have peace. Don't try to keep God happy by your works. And then it says. From God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, reminding us that the power comes from him who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be the glory forever and ever, amen. So again, the four themes are those. Seek to please God, not man. Be free of religion. The gospel is inclusive and be a spirit walker. By the power of God, be holy. I remember recently working as a professor, already having achieving my goals, being at some point frustrated with the amount of work because it's a lot of work to be a professor. And there's been a few times where I've said to myself, this isn't the career for me. But what helped me when I lost sense of what this was all about was to go back to that first day when I saw that professor. I went to the introduction to where that professor, his name is Francisco Medina Rivera, my, my high school math professor. I went back to that introduction and I reminded myself I wanted to be like him. And that's what kept me going. When you lose track throughout the book of Galatians, remind yourself of the introduction, those four themes. Let me pray as the worship team starts to get ready to come back. Father, I pray that we would sit this week, that we would sit this week on the introduction of Galatians. That we would let it marinate our hearts and that we would see these four themes. That we would understand that the letter of Galatians are all about these four themes. Seeking God, not man being free of religion, the gospel is inclusive, and being a spirit walker, walking by the power of God, of the Holy Spirit. May we keep this reminder in the introduction close to us as we continue to slowly digest the book of Galatians. May we lose all things that are extra, that are not part of the gospel. May we lose the old religion and attain the new inner peace that comes from the peace that Jesus has established. I also want to pray at this moment, Father, for the tithes and offerings. As people at home watching through their screens at the live stream uh, are, are, are praying with us right now, I ask that you touch their hearts and that they would continue to give out of, out of an exercise of faith and of worship, recognizing that it all belongs to you and we are simply administrators. That we simp- that it's not ours, but it's yours, and we give as an exercise of faith, not just worship, but faith, trusting that you provide. Multiply the tithes and offerings, may they be used to impact the city of Rudlands and beyond to the ends of the earth and the ministries that we Uh, that we support in both Mexico and España. I pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.